It came from Gen X. <laughs> All right. It is June 10th, 2021. And here we are on It Came From Gen X. Back here again by our internet with my co-host, Mike Skinner, a.k.a. Skinbone. Brian Fisher, a.k.a. Fishbone. And they're the bone. I am the whole state. Keith Porter, a.k.a. Porterhouse. And it is good to be here. You guys like that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, back to our show. I, I got to tell you guys, I was a little spoiled. It was kind of cool being in the same room together last week. Uh, but this is great. It is convenient. And uh, <laughs> we've kind of gotten used to it, man. We've got a lot of shows under our belt now. What's going on, Fish? Hey, man. Uh, good week so far. Looking forward to the weekend and some... Nice weather in the forecast. Nice uh, tribute band tomorrow. Playing on that at Fleetwood Mac tribute band in downtown Akron. Checking that out. Okay. And, yeah, maybe hanging out with a backyard movie, perhaps That's this weekend. Awesome. So yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds good. What's up, Skin? Oh, just another crazy day at the Skinner Ferson house. All the kids were here for dinner tonight. And That'll do it, won't it? <laughs> they just left a few minutes ago. Well, I sent you guys, I think, a picture showing all the kids on the front porch. So it was nice having everybody over for dinner. We uh, had some good laughs, and I excused myself to get ready for the show today. Yeah, that, that Motley crew would do it right there, man. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate the video they sent me. Uh, you got my back, right? Yes. Okay, cool. It. They did see it and saw quite a few smiles on their faces. Out awesome. There. Great. I'm loving this rainy weather, man. I, I I just love days like this. Rain going, windows are open. I, I just think it's so serene, very relaxing. And, of course, we do need the water. So it is what it is. It's Northeast Ohio. For all we know, it might snow tomorrow. <laughs> but excited about today's show. Lots of things going on. Uh, our stories are becoming more and more uh, in depth, fellas, uh, I thought last week we hit an uh, all-time high as far as uh, I, the, the, the level of uh, intensity of the subject matter. So looking forward to see what we got lined up for everybody else. want to say uh, hello to our producer, Mike Skinner Jr. out in Washington. Love you, brother. We appreciate you so much. And to our main man, Mr. Christophus Dominic at WMBU.org, I will pass the baton to our man. Fish, tell us where everybody can find us. Yeah, thank you, Keith. So you might be listening to us on WMBU.org, uh, Global Internet Radio, streaming Mondays, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can listen to us whenever you want to on podcast. Uh, look for us on uh, most major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Ask your home assistant device to play the It Came From Gen X podcast, and she will do that for you. Uh, email the show, it came from genx 330 at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook page, all show information there, uh, links to our videos, everything, uh, other posts, fun things at It Came From Gen X, all one word. Our YouTube channel. It came from Gen X. Look for the rubber duck with the lasers shooting out of its eyes. We are on Twitter. Uh, it came from Gen X. You can find us on TikTok. It came from Gen X. And Instagram. It came from underscore Gen X. All this information I just shared with you as well is packaged very nice and neat in our Linktree account. Simply search Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R-E, just how it sounds, uh, 
it came from Gen X, and then our profile will come up for you. Links to all the pages I just mentioned are right there for you, including the email. So just search link tree. It came from Gen X. Find our profile and check us out. Like us, subscribe us uh, to us if you like our stuff. Tell a friend if you don't mind, if you like our stuff and think someone may enjoy us out there. Uh, rate and review if you're listening to us on podcasts. It helps others uh, find the show. And we all appreciate your support. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Fish. Now, if you're listening to our show, you probably don't have any friends. So, you know, well, that's... <laughs> okay. And you, you can also find that stuff too at the FCC Most Wanted website too. So we'll go there. There you go. Hey, Fish, I want to shout out to your NBA shirt you got there from 1986. That's pretty sweet. Yes, yeah, sir. It's very For Those dark. that don't, can't, uh, aren't watching, it's a Boston Celtics uh, throwback from 19, uh, 1986. That's pretty sweet. Thank Very you. sweet. Nice right shirt. around, it was so June 7th, 35 years ago, was the 1986 Boston Celtics championship over the Houston Rockets. So when guys here, could play basketball. Was, <laughs> yes, indeed. That was my favorite team in the 80s growing up. Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Pierce, the, probably one of the, arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest front court in all of NBA history the boston celtics that year they acquired bill walton who came off the bench as Mm -hmm. a sixth man and they were 40 and one at home that season uh just went on a tear and unfortunately the lakers lost surprisingly to the houston rockets with the twin towers ralph sampson and hakeem olajuwon and boston beat the beat the rockets in six games they had played the lakers the prior two finals consecutively mm-hmm. and then again in 1987 and the lakers beat boston that year with injuries and stuff like that so boston really wanted the lakers in that finals to to get revenge if you will and it could yeah. have been a lot different but that was it that was larry bird's yeah. I, final I championship in 1986 up, just hated him uh but as i got older my appreciation for him truly a great basketball team and and Larry Bird, man, the the respect for this uncoordinated, goofy, bad back. Yeah, the the tenacity of this this guy was just unbelievable, man. So much respect for him. He competed with some of the greatest players we've ever seen. Absolutely, so, some of the greatest ball handlers, graceful point guards. Of course, Magic reinvented the point guard position. We mm-hmm. had never seen a point guard. Uh, you know, six ten, that size, and, and, and with hands like that, and, and man, Larry Bird took a backseat to nobody. So much respect, uh, Robert Parrish, yep. and then McHale, the Goon Squad, as I called them, <laughs> just, just tough guys, man. And of course, Actually, that, go all I want to say is one guy yep. who don't get enough. I oh, Danny is a punk, but anyway. <laughs> The one guy who don't get enough credit when you talk about NBA history and one of the greatest, K.C. Jones. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. That one, too. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, by the way, Keith, so 30, I think it's today, 30, uh, uh, what did I say, 35 years ago, 34 years ago today was the Magic Johnson hook shot to beat the Boston Celtics oh. in the Boston Garden. That was the same night. The Korean shot, Yeah. 
Yep, that was the same night we graduated from Kenmore High School, class of 1987, from the Akron Civic Theater. It was that same evening. I remember going to the ceremony. That's awesome. And then me and Todd Hammonds and a couple other guys were with our ties and stuff. Walt got into a bar in downtown Akron. They let us in. And then we, I watched that game in that bar on our night of our graduation with a beer. And, of course, at the time, I was pretty distraught. But still, that's 34 years ago. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Man, I was driving around man. looking for Chris Skinner. So, yes, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Skidball is Rocky. A shirt that, I, you know, I don't even know if these guys are would you be welcome on TV today? I know they're on some stations, but Tom HBO and Max, Jerry. HBO Max, yeah, Tom I think and all Jerry. There, they're all there. Gosh, I grew up loving them. I said, I, I gotta have it, gotta have it for the Arsenal. Yeah, Those I love Tom awesome. and Jerry because he, he there's certain people in my life who are just like the smoothest crooners of all time, the smoothest ladies' men of all time. You've got Alfalfa. They're little rascals, and Tom from Tom and Jerry. When he played that upright bass and said, oh, yeah. "He is or is you ain't my baby." That was a great. Cool episode. Cat. Right. Great cartoon. Great episode. Yep. Okay, guys. All right. So listen, you talk about bands. I spent my weekend uh, in the studio with the uh, Diamond Phillips band, recording my first song with them, and uh, it was it was great. Uh, went well. I'm excited to hear that. And, of course, I will be with them uh, June 19th at the Vortex. So, come on out, people. And with that, let's get this show rolling. All right. Skinbone, take us. World news. World news. World news. All right. So, do you remember June of 1992? Where were you? Yeah. What were you doing back then? <laughs> Uh, you I have some ideas, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, only because it's. Uh, it was my first full 30 days at my first duty station in the United States Air Force, out at McCord Air Force Base, Washington. Wow. I uh, went to basic training in January. I, I finished my tech school and schooling at the end of May. And uh, I drove, I remember driving my little Geo Tracker, 1991 Geo Tracker, brand new. Oh. Piece of crap I bought it car right before. <laughs> I tell you what, though, that was one of my favorite cars I ever owned. I took that thing everywhere. I, it was a four by four, anyway. And um, <laughs> so, with my story is this past year, starting uh, June of uh, twenty one, going back twelve months, the inflation rate soared to a record breaking five percent um, yearly increase since, and it's the highest since August of 2008. The increase was in due to used car sales, food costs, furniture, the price of an airline ticket, and apparel. Now, the core inflation, which excludes food and energy costs, cost of gas, things of that nature, rose to a 3.8% inflation rate. Put that in perspective real quick. 5% and 3.8%. Most people that have a 9 to 5 job that get a paycheck, that pay taxes, most of them don't even get a 2% increase yearly. That's true. For merit rates. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you've got a 2%. Let's say if everybody gets 2%. 5% increase this year alone. And this 3.8 core was the largest increase since June of 1992. That's why I 
started this asking, where were you in 1992, hmm. the month of June? Because at that time, the previous year, the, the it was the highest rate um, up until up until now. Thanks. Everybody say, well, thanks, COVID. Um, but, I, you know, COVID has done a lot of things uh, to a lot of people. And right now there are people di- uh, thriving. There are others that are just trying to get back on their feet. So you got both ends of the spectrum. So I did some digging. Price of gas in June of 1992 was $1.13 a gallon. Average around here right now, $2.99 a gallon. The cost for a gallon of milk, and this kind of surprised me, was $2.15 back in June of 1992. And the average price right now is two fifty nine dollars here uh, in 2021. So for some reason, milk hasn't inflated much. Mm. Um, I, did, I didn't expect milk to be that much back then. And a, a loaf of bread, here's where another one. The average loaf of bread back in 92 was $1.29 a loaf. Uh Right now, the average is two dollars and forty nine cents. So what kind of bread you buying? Is, Go ahead. Yeah, you've got your Acme brand, which is our local here in Northeast Ohio. You can buy the Acme brand bread for ninety nine cents, but if you get a, a loaf with say Schwabels or uh, Wonder or one of those other ones, you're going to pay anywhere from two fifty to two seventy five for a gal- uh, for a loaf of bread. So, what are your thoughts on this? What you guys, you know, what do you see has caused this? Everybody's going to be quick to blame COVID, which I think it has something to do with it, but I don't know that it's all of it. Paul, what do you got? I see you're shaking your head there a little yeah. bit. Okay, well, first of all, I would address what you were talking about, uh, the inflation, which I'm assuming you're talking about cost of living rate. Yes. Uh, and then you were talking about people getting their raises around 2%. Of course, this was one of the biggest, uh, I don't want to say tricks, but this is... Uh, a lot of your average working class didn't understand when they were getting two, two and a half, three percent raises. And then there was a cost of living effect that was way above that. And they didn't understand they're still behind the eight ball, uh, even with their raise. You had a lot of unions holding out and settling for, you know, well, we got a three percent raise. Yeah, but cost of living went up, you know, blah, 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 blah. So this was always a big issue. Um I think we're about to see a lot more of this uh, going on right now. I think it's going to be after effects of COVID. I don't want to get political, but I think it's going to be a lot to do with our current government right now. Um, Listen, I can't argue with facts. I saw a lot of people project what was going to happen during the Biden administration. And so far, if the playbook's been happening, you know, as far as... uh, you know, um, you know, fuel prices and things like that. So uh, I, I went to uh, Rockney's twice this week to get a chicken salad. And, and both times they were out of wings. And the guy told me there was a chicken shortage going on. So uh, I think right now we're about to see this is a tip of the iceberg. There's going to be a lot of this going on because uh you said it's not all COVID, but it's things linked to COVID. Well, COVID came. That means the stimulus checks came. Mm-hmm. I mean, people aren't working. Yep. And now we have a shortage. So I think there's a chain reaction going on, and we're going to yeah. see a few more after effects of this. Fish? 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think it's, I think it's certainly a part of it. And with the COVID, people are now starting to get back out there. So now I'm getting back out to more of the public uh, settings. I have to go back to work. I have to go get some clothes. Maybe I had to get some clothes because maybe I gained some weight during COVID. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's a lot, of, a lot of factors. People are out buying stuff again. And like you said, the stimulus certainly is a factor there too so yeah i think we'll see this here for a little while i don't think that the you know uh i see people hiring everywhere but they're all everywhere talked about this couple you know a couple uh weeks ago mm-hmm. again but it, why why do i why do i want to work at a place that I, i'm making less money that i could make or uh, or i need to make on stimulus and all that so it's going to be a little while until those benefits kind of run out and things will kind of stabilize again mm-hmm. you know and then you know, certainly, you know, gas is, people are driving again. I mean, there's factors there with supply, demand, all kinds of different stuff. So, yeah, I think, like you say, I think it's going to have this uh, uh, ripple effect for quite a while until things uh, stabilize. Yeah, most certainly. Yep. Yeah, I see it in two different things. When we were in Florida a few weeks ago in April, we were talking about coming back, getting back to Florida as soon as we can. So I started looking at air airfare while we're in the Orlando airport to come home. Mm-hmm. And the price for one ticket round trip was more than what we paid for all three of our tickets. Sure, for eight, for April's, so it would have cost us three times as much to go back in December, which is where we're looking to go, than yep. it was for us to go down in April. And that was just mind boggling. But I understand at the same time as they've they've taken a hit. The airline industry's taken a hit over the last, let's say, sixteen, seventeen months now that they are going to do everything they can to try to recuperate some of these losses that they have. So mm-hmm. my suggestion to those that are out listening to us, airfare, gas prices, anything that's out there, try to hold off a little bit. I know it's not easy because we've been cooped up in our houses yeah. and been, been you know, stationary yeah, for so long. What, what about the trucking industry? Yeah, those effects, and then you, and then the shipping industry, because you're talking about traveling international waters, you know, uh, trades, you know, this is that, whatever, all those restrictions that we had, you know, those those, those effects are going to get felt, and and they have been felt. So, like I said, if somebody's wanting to go on that vacation, if they can hold off just a little bit to try to see if those. Prices are going to come back down again. Yeah, it's just a, a recommendation. Well, but yeah, I don't. Kill see my it son. This, He's in Jamaica. Right. I don't see this <laughs> getting any better till probably early next year. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, okay. All right. All right. Good stuff. My next story. Uh, and this came out as of June 9th. The Senate passed uh, almost a three to two count in El, the country of El Salvador, mm-hmm. down in uh, South America. They are the first country in the world to accept the Bitcoin as a form of currency along with the U.S. dollar. Um, And then this new law takes effect here in 90 days. I thought it was interesting that uh, because we've talked about Bitcoin and uh, and Fish has talked a little bit uh, about the NFTs and things of that nature. Um, but the Bitcoin's been around for a while, and it took kind of a hit here recently. At least we thought they did. But here we got El Salvador putting it into law that they will accept that as a currency along with the U.S. dollar, other than I think they used the peso, if I'm not mistaken. So they've got the peso as their national currency, but they also accept the American dollar and Bitcoin. I wondered you guys' thoughts on that one. I thought it was a very interesting thing. 
Well, I don't I don't want to come up as a conspiracy theorist, um, but I firmly believe this is an experiment. <laughs> seriously, I'm very Good. seriously. I think this is a, just an experiment. I mean, why would a place like El Salvador be the first one to do this? You would think that, that if this had any teeth, a major, major uh, economy would be the first one to do it. I think this is an experiment um, to set up for a one monetary system and uh, a cashless society. So I really believe that, uh, that El Salvador is a testing ground to see how this would work. Hmm. Interesting thought. I think aliens have taken over the world and they're slowly rolling out these things little by little. Little I've heard by little. About aliens you, got, today. you got Bitcoin, mm-hmm. you got NFTs, you got uh I don't know, you got Justin Bieber, you know, it's, yeah. it's all mm-hmm. it's all adding all up. All coming together. It's all adding Maybe up with the UFOs. More UFOs? That's the truth. Yep. I'm maybe kidding. we I need the X Files to come back. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think it's changing times. I don't know. Maybe El Salvador thinks that they're they're maybe they're trying to get ahead of the game, and maybe they maybe they can appeal to who knows. Maybe people invest their money over there in Bitcoin. Maybe they maybe they get some tourism. I don't know. It is interesting though. It's you know, I, why El Salvador is. Yeah, I don't want to be rude, but El Salvador. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to get more investments over there, or businesses to invest, and who knows? It's, it's we'll interesting, to, though. We'll have to keep an eye on this. Maybe six months from now, we'll see if they're still the only one mm-hmm. uh, doing this. I'd like to see what you know. Who's going to follow the follow the lead with this? Yeah. Yep. This is in James Harden moves to El Salvador. <laughs> Plays for the El Salvador. That's something I don't know. Generals, maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, that's all I got for today. That's good stuff, man. Thanks a lot. Get it. Uh, all interesting. right. Interesting. <laughs> okay. In the world of pop culture, Fishbone, take it away, my friend. Pop culture. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, as usual, uh, unfortunately, I mean, we've been starting out with uh, some un- uh, passings. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's just where we are. People that uh, we grew up with and have some ties to our generation. It's just they're older folks and they're just they're uh, passing on. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Douglas Kramer. Uh, he was one of the most successful producers in television history in the twenty. Well, in the twentieth century, I should say. He produced Dynasty, which was, of course, a huge eighties phenomenon with uh, evening soaps at the time, mm-hmm. and one we just talked about recently with the passing of Gavin McLeod, uh, the Love Boat he produced. So, Love Boat had two major players pass on. He was eighty nine years of age. So. You know, rest in peace, Douglas Kramer. I didn't get a list of all the TV shows, but certainly just those two alone, those are two pretty significant shows in our time. So um, definitely it seemed like he had a great body of work. So rest in peace, Mr. Kramer. And Keith, we lost your video there, sir. Oh, that was on purpose. I was I oh, just okay. put my plug back in. So. Gotcha. All right, no problem. Uh, another significant passing, 87 years of age, F. Lee Bailey, mm. and uh, F. Lee Bailey, uh, you may know, 
was a member of the O.J. Simpson Dream Team, his defense team at the time. He had F. Lee Bailey. You had Johnny Cochran. You had uh, a couple other guys. You also had the uh, Kardashians' yeah. uh, father mm-hmm. was actually on that team as well. So that was sort of was the launch into you know maybe some of the – but that – now he was kind of a character, this F. Lee Bailey guy, but uh, you know, is certainly, that an attorney name or what? Yeah, yeah really, no F. kidding. F. Lee Bailey at law, yeah. But uh, certainly, that was a phenomenon in our lifetime in the '90s. That was probably the mm-hmm. launch of maybe several reality type shows. Certainly, courtroom. That was stuff that we really didn't see on television at the time. So, huge, huge media circus. Big big deal back then. That was like early nine, like mid nineties uh, range here. So, I don't know. Thoughts on Effie Bailey? Thoughts on O.J. Simpson trial? Anything you guys want to touch on there? Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> sort of. We would have the time to go into it, but if you ever get to watch the uh, the O.J. movie with uh, Cuba Getting Junior, that was very very good. It, yes. it was really really good. And yes, one thing yes. that I got out of it was. The, you named all the attorneys. Uh, you forgot uh, Marsha Clark. Marsha Clark, yeah. yeah. That was the name I was trying to it, remember. Right. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see the unique role each of them played in that. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was very, very telling, especially Athlete Bailey. So if you get a chance to watch that, yes. do so. Um, but right. other than that, he was... Uh, uh, he, he was a character. I, I'll, I'll say that much about him. I, I thought they all were. Um, that whole trial became so, so much of a media circus. It wasn't funny. Um, it's funny what cameras could do to a person. Uh, it, they became celebrity-like, uh, even in their, you know, their interviews and, and all that stuff. That they, they played to the cameras. Um, not saying it's good or bad. But certainly, they knew that this trial was going to either make or, or break them, and yep. uh, they they didn't miss a trick. So, interesting stuff, Skinner. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't really say much more to to that. Yeah, Lee Bailey, he was the he had a character, and unlike any of the other ones that were on that team team. So, um, it, but um, yeah, that that trial. I still remember where I was the day that they announced, you know, the findings that he was not guilty and all the things that led up after that uh, with him. And uh, you're right, that was part of the court system that we had never seen before other than in the movies. And we were watching the movies live. Yeah. And you've got all these court shows. I know I don't have cable, but but I've got the antenna. And there are... Two or three court channels that you can get on just regular over the antenna um, nowadays, um, and even back then you couldn't find any of those. So it's it is interesting. Uh, yeah. the, the go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, when I was talking about the character they play, uh, Bailey was a, was a character. Uh, Johnny Cochran was was the, the genius. Um, you had Alan Dershowitz, I think the name he had named. Uh, Marsha Clark was out of her league, yes. um, admittedly so. And of course, Kardashian, I think he brought uh, a lot of money to the uh, to OJ's defense uh, behind him. So 
he had a heck of a team put together. It was like putting together a, a football team, right? You you play lineman, you play quarterback, you play this, that, whatever. Very unique strategy to have all these different play, lawyers playing this different role. And, of course, it worked. Yeah. They had look. Yep. Go ahead, Mike. They all had their own lanes is what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, we could talk about that a, bit, a lot longer, certainly, but that was a quite the experience, quite the thing. And then uh, another passing, uh, Clarence Williams III, actor, mm. 81 years of age, uh, best known for, well, he was in uh, Purple Rain. He played Prince's father in Purple Rain, kind of a smaller part in that movie, but uh, uh, he was on the Mod Squad television show, which I mm. believe was a 1960s show. I'm not all that familiar with the Mod Squad. I'm sorry. It's yeah, ran until 1973. Yeah, so it's definitely it. Uh, William is 68 to 73. There you go. Mm-hmm. So it lasted a few seasons. Now was he? I don't really know, but it, I feel like was he one of the early African American action type stars on television? Certainly on television. Yeah, right? without question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one person a lot of people forget was Bill Cosby. Uh, he he was an action star for a while. Yes, but yeah, right. definitely Clarence Williams definitely was one of, was one of those. Um, right before the seventies, what they call the black exploitation era, mm-hmm. uh, and you had the black exploitation film. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Cleveland Browns running back uh, Jim Brown Jim became Brown. part of that era, mm-hmm. and uh, I forget his name, the thick mustache. He was in from Dust Till Dawn. Um, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. He was a former football player as well, but yeah, he he was one of the first ones. Okay, yeah, very good. Okay, okay. So rest in peace uh, to our passings. Uh, over the weekend as well, we had a very unusual boxing match. I think it was just this past weekend. So Floyd Mayweather. Sunday night, wasn't it? I think so. Floyd Mayweather came out of retirement again. So first he fought uh, uh, McGregor, the the MMA fighter, to. Think about this guy, man. He was 50 and 0 in his career, and he comes back in a couple of times and just, you know, shoves a bunch of money in his pocket for these exhibition fights, you know? I wonder if, like, uh, George Foreman's looking at some of this or whatever, but. Anyway, he fought. Who the heck did he fight? A YouTube uh, celebrity, Logan Paul. Now, I'm not familiar with. And maybe some of you young people are familiar with uh, these guys here, but I guess the Paul Get brothers. Off my lawn. Yeah, the Paul brothers. Uh, I guess they have a huge following on YouTube, uh, millions of followers, and they're known to kind of do an outlandish things and, and all this and that. So. Yeah, this guy, you know, give him credit, I guess. He parlayed all the way up to a exhibition fight with arguably one of the greatest fighters, record-wise at least, in, mm-hmm. in, in our lifetime, most certainly. Uh, and he lasted eight rounds with him. Now, were they really, I didn't see it. I don't know were they really right. fighting to, who knows, right? Uh, but, you know, he did last eight rounds. He's a bigger man than Mayweather. He's a different weight class and all of that, but... Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I just think about you know in our time you know pay per view was a new thing at one point with with uh, Mike Tyson and all those guys going on pay per view Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Hagler and all that stuff and now we have a guy that makes uh, videos and fights for some it probably made millions I don't know what he made but 
I don't know. Any thoughts on this? Is this something we're going to continue to see as far as these well, these I'm influencers say this, and people? Take this real quick. Yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm going to go on record and say this. Nobody dislikes Floyd Mayweather more than I do. I, yeah. I really cannot stand this guy. Yeah. Secondly, I think it's just an insult. But I ain't mad at him if somebody's going to pay to keep coming up with these pay-per-views for these ridiculous gimmick fights. Sure. They're, they're ridiculous. They're stupid. Uh, but if somebody's going to pay for them, I ain't mad hey. at them for making the money. You sure. know, I, I'd be shocked. I don't know why anybody would. But I thought it was interesting. Of course, if you watch the news today, the the Logan Paul comment at the end of the fight about the aliens is what's been making the news rounds more than the fight. If you didn't catch that, he what did he say? He basically said the aliens are coming in June. They've been taking over. Uh, you got to pull up on YouTube. Very interesting. See? Yeah, I know. When you said that, it's cryptocurrency stuff. See? Yeah. Yep. Next exhibition match. Hulk Hogan versus the next upcoming TikToker. Could be. Mark that one. Don't be. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's that wouldn't it wouldn't be. You know what? If we heard that right now, none of us would be like, oh, oh my gosh. We'd be like, yep. Yeah. I, I that's just, next. It was just fully expecting something like that to, to happen sooner or later. You know, I agree with you, Porter, on May- Mayweather. I can't stand the individual. Mm-hmm. I so barely want to see him get his face pounded in Me by too. somebody. The only only um, person I want to don't I want to see get more pounded than him, which of course he does get pounded, is McGregor. But yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I, and I even voted. For, I, I'm not a McGregor fan either, but I wanted to see him win that exhibition match. I, I've never seen a fighter that's proclaimed to be the best of all time run around a ring avoiding getting hit more than anybody yeah. I've ever seen in my entire under, life. Under the guise of being a defensive magician. Whatever. He, yeah. No, he's mm-hmm. running. He's backing off. Sugar Ray will knock you shots. out, man. So when I saw I'm like, who the hell is this Logan Paul? This is a, I'm not really big into boxing anymore like I used to, but I still know the names. I'm like, who the hell is this Logan Paul? When you said he was a YouTuber, it just went... Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this world coming to? I know, right? It, it, my my dislike for uh, McGregor doesn't even have anything to do with boxing, with what you were talking about, which was a great point. I, you know what? I just don't like this ignorant uh, type of persona where you're holding up all your money. Look what I got. It's so stupid and trifling. You know what I'm saying? You watch a guy like Bill Gates, and this dude's got on, uh, you know, uh, uh, a pair of tennis shoes and a t-shirt, you know. Uh, Steve Jobs was like that the same way, you know. You don't have to flaunt your money, but these ignorant guys that never had nothing, they always feel like, I got. I see pictures of him with built money all over the table. That is just so ignorant to me. Like, stop it, dude. Yeah, look at us. We're not yeah, flaunting our money around here. Thank you. You never see me right. put all my money out. I, I mean, we're wearing... Tom and Jerry T-shirts for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of pennies over here behind me, but uh, 
Yeah, no, I do. I, I remember that McGregor when he fought. I I was like, my gosh, Lord, please let McGregor actually win a fighting for once. He can lose all the rest of them if he ever comes back, but this one, let him win it. And so that was a hard one to call. I was yeah. just hoping like a sinkhole opened up in the bottom. <laughs> it took both yep. of them. Yep. <laughs> That's the only way I would have been satisfied. Uh, <laughs> Well, on better news than that, then uh, I guess so. Uh, one of the iconic musical artists, uh, certainly of our lifetime, and definitely while we were in high school growing up, was uh, Prince. Yes. Uh, unfortunate loss, out taken out too soon. Uh, but his estate is releasing a new album, unreleased material coming out in July. So there's a new Never Be Heard track that ju- has just released. I haven't heard this yet. Welcome to America. Uh, he recorded this in 2010. And uh, the song was Born to Die. Uh, so it's a slow-burning uh, rhythm and blues throwback. So uh, personally, I'm interested to hear unreleased Prince. Now, of course, some people argue that you know, maybe he didn't release it for a reason. Maybe he didn't like it so much. I don't know. Who knows? But still, it's new music by Prince. Let's hear this. Interested. So what about you guys? Are you, are you going to listen to the new Prince album? Are you excited for this at all? Keith, what do you think? Well, without question, uh, just out of for curiosity's sake, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just hear what it sounds like. I don't certainly think it has anything to do with him not liking it because from what I heard, there was hundreds, if not thousands of recorded songs in his vaults or unreleased songs, I should say. Um, you know, when you're an artist like that, you just start stacking stuff up. Kind of like Iron Man with all the different suits, the Mark 40, the Mark 50. <laughs> you just start making them, you know what I mean? So uh, with that being said, I'm really surprised it took this long. Uh, to start capitalizing on his death because that's what it is. Um, Certainly, Michael Jackson estate has made more money since his passing. Um, Tupac, look how many albums this guy's released after he died. So, and of course, Elvis has a whole other ball of wax. So I'm surprised it took this long, but certainly I'll, I'll listen out of curiosity. Prince is one of those few people that when we first heard him, Back in the early 80s, you knew something was special about him, and he was yep. going to be, you know, something special. Absolutely. Skinner? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Prince fan. Obviously, I, I you know, I supporting his uh, Purple Rain t-shirt album cover the other day, so, or a couple episodes ago, rather. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've always been a big Prince fan um, ever since uh, we were kids. Loved Purple Rain. I even loved when he switched, uh, you know, the the artist formerly known as Prince. I, I forget that album. It was a white cover album. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a bad song on it. I, and it, again, I'm saying I love the album and I can't remember the name, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to look at it. I'm going to, uh, or not look at it, but watch it. Um, Curious to see what kind of music content it is. is yeah, that be the retro? where was he at? His mindset when he yeah. wrote it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because you've got three. I, from what I remember, you've got three different phases of Prince, all very good in their own way, but very different as well. So I'll be curious to see what yeah. this one looks like. Listen, anybody that's five feet tall wears their hair in a bouffant, wears uh, tight sequence pants, shakes their butt. Does it in high heels and wears purple and still considered one of the world's greatest ladies, man? Got to respect that. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that whole thing about him playing basketball, that was all true. Is that a whole Dave Chappelle Oh yeah, yeah, well, story that's true, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was definitely a talented yeah. uh, and a huge fan of basketball. Okay, and then uh you know, uh, huge streaming show came out, a lot of uh, hype around this one started on Disney Plus last evening. Loki, I have not seen it yet. Uh, very interested in this. This uh, ties into the multiverse, uh, I guess, but a very unusual concept with Loki. Yeah, I guess he's like traveling through time and trying to set time correctly or something like that. I haven't seen it yet, Keith. Now, you said you watched it. What do you think of yeah. Loki? Worth a watch? What do you think? Okay, so let me be very careful without revealing too much. Mm -hmm. um, the synopsis you just said is not quite... It's sort of okay. Okay. Um, it wasn't what I expected, but it was great to see him one humble. Uh, he, he's up against a, a power so much greater than his. And two, I love the multiverse because it just gives us so much freedom to ex to explain this away, explain that away, tie this and that together, and that's what they did. They totally, totally, uh. Explain it opens up uh, explaining what happened when the uh, uh, end game Avengers went back in time to get the Tesseract. And of course, the Hulk threw the door open, uh, Stark dropped it. And while the other Stark's having a heart, a heart attack, Loki grabs it, boom, disappears. So it shows you where he goes and that whole timeline. But it does explain the timeline when he actually ends up in the Asgard prison. Mm. Okay, and the, the Dark Elves prisoners break out and his mother gets killed. So it totally explains that and brings it together. Totally awesome. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see where this goes because the first episode set up to what's about to happen. You know what he's supposed to do and so on and so on, but it was really good. Excellent. Skinner, are you going to watch it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yep. Like I was telling you, I saw it uh, yesterday morning on, on Disney Plus, and I was uh, at, uh, working at the time, so my employer wouldn't have liked very much for me to spend an hour of my day doing absolutely nothing idle while I'm watching Loki. So I, uh, it's been pretty crazy around this house, as you guys know, for the last week or two, trying mm -hmm. to get things done. So I hope to watch it tonight after we're done recording. If not, I'll definitely be watching it tomorrow night so we can talk about it with next week's show because um, we'll have a show prior to the next airing, which is next Wednesday. So um, like like we both, all three of us, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was an incredible series. And I'm almost confident that this one's going to be pretty much going to give us the same feeling. Um Quick story, I was talking to my, I uh, went in the office for the first time since September on Tuesday, and my boss and his boss, after we had lunch, was sitting and talking, and they were asking, uh, have I watched any good movies lately? And I said, no, but I says, have you guys seen Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? And they both looked at me and they said, no, we haven't seen it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. Both of them are very big Marvel fans. They're like, yeah, we just haven't gotten around to it. Um, and I was like, you guys have, to, if you plan on watching any future movies, you have to watch this series. Yeah, in in respect, you're going to have to watch Loki 
because they're going to open up so many other avenues. I said, you guys watch WandaVision, right? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, just like that opened up a whole new storyline. Yeah. These other ones are too. So um, I'm very excited to see this. I'm probably, like I said, probably going to watch it tonight. And I hope it uh, gives us the same feeling like uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And, and I got a hunch that. It is just a hunch that uh, Loki is going to be very, very important because it's actually dealing with timeline. That's all. That's all it's about. So, excellent. Yeah. Well, great, great content continues from Disney and Marvel. Keep it up. Are the kids and us love it, love it, love it. So yeah. keep it going. So very pleased with what they've done. Very proud. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right. Sports. Now, all right. Well, guys, let's talk about a little bit of sports real quick. I just have one little. Uh, caveat here in sports because he, uh, for those of you who have been uh, living under a rock uh, a few days ago, the Los Angeles Lakers went out of the playoffs um, at the hands of the Denver Nuggets and uh, this is the first time LeBron's went out in the first round and so I'm thinking about the average millennial, maybe a little bit younger uh, maybe 20 years of age you go back 10 years, you started watching basketball. Usually around 10, 10 years of age, you're paying attention and kind of know what's going on. Um, you've seen LeBron in eight out of the last 10 finals. That's pretty extraordinary. Uh, I, I just He's the Tom Brady of basketball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great analogy. I would love to see what the impact on those kids in that era uh, as far as LeBron is on them, how they see him. Of course, we were a little biased here. He's from our hometown, uh, but there's been a little bit tarnished on his image lately. I've never seen so much LeBron bashing. So many people rejoicing uh, when he went out. I know some people are mad at him politically of the whole China thing, um, which I, I was disappointed in that too as well. And of course, there's some other things that's been going on we won't get into. But LeBron James, how do you think his legacy is going to unfold? Um, and he's still going, still going. Uh, but eight out of ten final Skinner. Eight out of ten, like I said, he's a Tom Brady uh, of basketball. It's kids like our like our sons, Steele and, and Michael. Uh, not that he's watching; he's not a big basketball fan. But when they think of basketball, that's all they know is LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. They don't know anything else. So um, it's pretty extraordinary what he's done over his career. Yeah, we all have a little bit of bias, like you said, being from our hometown. Um, had a bad taste in her mouth in 2010 when he left and went to Miami, but then they welcomed him, you know, the king back to uh, in 2000, what was that, 14 or 15 when he came back. And I think what he solidified his Cleveland legacy was when they won that uh, championship against Golden State coming back three, down 3-1, and he was a big part of that. So uh, for his basketball career, can't be mo- he's in the conversation as one of the best, top five, absolutely. Uh, me personally, does he open his mouth at times using his platform to get out his point of view? Probably does it maybe a little too much at times. But we're also talking a kid who's been under the camera or at the camera since he was a sophomore in high school. Never seen him ever in the news for anything negative. Never been in trouble, never done anything stupid. The biggest thing we heard is that he may have been given a 
uh, a Hummer vehicle when he was in high school. Yeah, I remember that. was the biggest that. controversy that. that we ever have heard. And that's all we've ever LeBron heard. James. Yes. Yep. So um, I have much respect for him as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as a basketball player, as a hometown. He is a hometown hero in the, in the city of Akron. Well, question. Uh, uh, so I wish him the best. I don't wish any ill will on him. Yeah, there's a lot of bashers out there, like you said, but you're not going to see that from me. All right. Yeah, I mean, being around here, you never forgot where he came from, which uh, for us around Northeast Ohio, that's pretty cool. I mean, he does continue to give back to the area and donate his time and money to this area, which is uh, which is pretty cool. And like you said, without him, uh, we would not have any sports championships in Northeast Ohio of any significance. It, who knows? It, certainly right. in our lifetime up to this point, for crying out loud, there's been nothing, you know, so that was a, one of the most exciting sports moments uh, of all was when the Cavaliers won in 2016. But, uh, you know, around that, uh, I don't know. I mean, as far as his legacy, there, there will be some talk in he played for teams for a while. The team kind of faltered a little bit. He jumped ship, went to another team where he could get other stars around him. That team began to falter. He jumped ship again. It's a kind of a pattern. It would not surprise me if he jumps from the Lakers at some point because they're they're not looking like they have a lot of great talent you around think so? him. Almost almost twenty years into. I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it wouldn't shock me. I don't know. If he's looking to do that, but and I don't think they're they're strapped for cash. Too. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, certainly, as far as raw talent and what he's been able to do to keep physically active and to continue to perform at the highest levels at his age is really a dedication to the sport and everything else. So overall, yeah, I'm a LeBron the fan for sure. On his body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I think if, if he jumped ship, to another team, I think that would be so detrimental to his his image. He probably knows that. I'm guessing it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Great stuff. So just a little thing there. So let's get on to music, guys. So that's some serious stuff to talk about. Uh, first, I just want to talk about this day in music. Uh, a couple of uh, very important notes. Number one, in uh, 1978, number one song in the U.S. was "You're the One and I Want." One of the most uh, famous song still today, one of those popular songs used at karaoke bars all over the sure. uh, the world. And uh, John Travolta, Olivia and John from the first the, the hit musical Grease, maybe the most popular uh, of all time. Um, I remember being a child watching this on Star Channel for the first time. Um, one of the black people in it, but it sure did make an impact on me. And um, even to this day, one of my favorite, favorite shows. Will there ever be anything like Grease, or is there something that's comparable? Skinner? Uh, I'm not sure, because Grease has stand the test of time. Uh, as we were kids, and even my kids, both uh, most of my girls, they're, they are huge Grease fans, even though they're born... Yeah. In right. the 90s. Uh, my, it's hard to find something that every song was a hit, was a great song. Yeah. Right, right. Um, you know, Grease was one of those movies where whether you're male, female, black, white, purple, green, mm-hmm. or blue, it's a, it's a you're going to watch this movie mm-hmm. and something is going to catch you mm-hmm. and you're going to relate to it. So, yeah, it was um, a phenomenon then and it's still a phenomenon today. Yeah. So... I'm sure that in our in our time, any 
any female out there who's around late 40s to our age, uh, early 50s, probably at one point or another envisioned themselves as Olivia Newton-John, whether they sang the songs or whatever it was, she was so popular, Mm -hmm. such a huge hit. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Just a a different time back then. It's already been, uh, you know, a good musical since that time, but it was just, it was just different. We were inundated with all the content, everything back then. It was just a different experience. So great, great stuff. Love Olivia Newton-John and uh, John Travolta actually sang pretty decent in that too. So, yeah. Yep. Certainly, we had no idea his career would skyrocket as it did. The acting uh, superb, but the singing and dancing is what really pushed his career over. All his biggest movies had to do with him singing and or dancing. Saturday Night Fever, and and the hit goes on and on and on. So, uh, just uh, observing Cowboy back then in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, absolutely. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. Okay, so guys, let's uh, move over to music. Uh, stay with music. Uh, 2004 on this date, we lost a legend. Ray Charles uh, died at 73 years of age. Uh, he was blind due to glaucoma. Wasn't born blind. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, glaucoma uh, caused him to lose his sight as a child. Um, didn't have a whole lot of number one hits. I think he had one or two. But you're talking about 17 Grammys. Yeah. And his impact on music everywhere. Uh, this guy was something else. Ray Charles fans, Ralph Love Ray Charles. And it's just uh, when you see someone like him and, and Stevie Wonder that can overcome their uh, handicap. And still create that type of sound on the piano. Just great, great voice. Loved his stuff. And uh, also loved him in the movie Blues Brothers, which we brought up recently with Aretha Franklin. So great, great stuff. Definitely a Ray Charles fan. Skinner? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I same thing. I'll just reiterate what I'd be copying you word for word, Fish. Loved Ray Charles. Loved what he stood for. Loved his music. Loved what he did for the handicapped and disabled folks uh, because he was somebody you look up to. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jamie, Jamie Foxx nailed the the, the performance uh, imitating Ray Charles in the movie Ray and uh, Tragic Life. Um, the heroin usage, um, all the women issues, family issues. Um, hate to see all that, but it's it's real life. So. Uh, like you said in the pre-production, Skinner, wow, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but that's been quite a yeah. while, 2004, but we, we lost a legend. Okay, guys, here's my feature story for tonight. I'm scrolling through the TV last night, and I come across the CMT Awards, Country Music uh, Awards. It's an award show for the fans vote. Something like the People's Choice and Acting, or the uh, I forget which music show uh, is like that, but anyway, the TV Music Awards. I was only on there for about ten minutes, and something struck me that maybe shouldn't have to have struck me, but it did. So we believe in just being upfront on this show. First of all, uh, Kane Brown was co-hosting, and that ten minutes. Uh, I saw a performance by a woman who goes by the name Her, mm-hmm. uh, which which stands for uh, 
Um, I forget. I have to look it up again. Uh, her real name is Gabriella Wilson. Uh, she's a black woman. She did a song with Chris Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Then I saw them say uh, Gladys Knight was coming up. Then they said uh, presentation or award being presented by Anthony Mackie, one of our favorites, the Falcon, now Captain America. And I was just overwhelmed that in 10 minutes, I saw so many black people in the country music awards. So I said, this is interesting. So I looked on my TV, saw it was coming back on later, and I hit record. I watched it today, and I was blown away. In addition to those, uh, Michael Strahan also was a presenter on there. Uh, uh, TV personality, former uh, Super Bowl champion. Um, You had... uh, uh, well, who's the girl you named earlier today? No, 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 that doesn't count. That doesn't count. But anyway, uh, the winners of song, the big award went to uh, Underwood and um, John Legend of all people. So I'm like, wait a minute, this is crazy. This is really unique. So the last few years, I've been noticing a couple of years that there's been this purpose push. To, to put uh, more black people into the uh, country music awards. Uh, they had a tribute to Lionel Richie a couple of years ago at one of the, the, the award show. And also last night, they have a special award on, this, on the CMT awards called the uh, the uh, Even Equal Play Award. And here's something I did not know. That award went to a black woman by the name of... Linda Martell, the first and only black woman in in country music in 1969. She arrived at Nashville. Back then, she went into the studio. I uh, forget the producer's name, but he listened to her, recorded her that night, produced a record that night, and released it the next day. Mm. She is the yeah. She is the first and only black woman to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. Can you imagine a black person in 1969 at the Grand Ole Opry? And you got to hear her story. You know the N words were flying all around. It, it's just terrible. But anyway, this is just a remarkable story. So then I did a little bit of research. It wasn't too long ago in 2019 that an article came out about the inclusion of black people in country music. In just two years' time, we're seeing this different push. Um, of course, Little Nas uh, hit big last year with the Old Town Road song uh, on the country charts. Um, but we had uh, Mickey Gaetan win earlier this year. Um, Jimmy Allen. And um, he won a new, new Vale Artist of the Year. First black person. So... I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, this is great. This is awesome. This is what it's about. So here's a question that hit me. Why isn't there a problem about this? Of course, uh, Darius Rucker's been around for a while. He's one of my favorites. Uh, Why is there no problem with this? But all of a sudden, we've got these issues with your Bruno Marses and your others who are being accused of cultural appropriation, a term I absolutely hate. Uh, you know, appropriating black music, black culture, black every whatever to get over in the masses. Why aren't we accusing 
uh, Darren's Rucker of this? Why are we accusing Mickey Gaetano of this? Blah, 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 blah. What, what is going on? What's the difference here? What's the problem? Skinner? I truthfully don't have an answer for that question. That is a question I'd love to know the answer to. Um, I've love I love Darius Rucker. <laughs> I like Cootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been a band that I've listened to for years. I've seen Darius Rucker in concert, and he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about Jimmy Allen. He performed just the other night. We were talking in pre-production the Kennedy Honor Awards. Garth Brooks was Brooks was one of the five that was nominated for the award, and he sung. I want to say it was the dance. No, he sung Friends in Low Places, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see that. You've never seen that before. Right. Um, um, Kane Brown, he's the he's the MC for the award show. Right. I mean, this is, we want to say it's been a long time coming, but when we watched that, and I did see some of the highlights, it mm-hmm. was all natural. It was very natural. Music. It's very, it's very natural. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Now, let me be fair here, because first of all, I, I, I started paying attention to it today, and I'm like, wait a minute. It seems that this cultural appropriation uh, allegations only uh, are going on certain people. And that's what I figured out. In my opinion, it's just people who want to cause trouble, who want to cause separation, are, are, are barking this stuff. Because I started to thought about it. I said, wait a minute. I don't hear this this on uh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and you know where where it comes back to? And maybe this is the answer to your question? What? Media spin. Just, just by B. Just by B. Fish? I just think it's cool. I mean, it's just uh, any, any music... Uh, genre that's welcoming to just simply if you're talented you respect the respect the music yeah. come on in sing and it's it's nice for the country fans as well so i, I, just, I just think it's cool and in some respects it's uh, you know positive uh, progress i don't know why it's the other way around as far as uh you know the types of no, no, sure. no fear that it's going to taint country music yeah. or anything like that it like rock, rock okay. music sort of that way here. too yeah they, they seem like Absolutely. that's always been welcoming hey if you could play if you could sing we don't really care what color, for me, what color for you are me just come to on say in. i like country music yep. would be an insult to myself i love music mm-hmm. and that includes country that includes this that includes that uh you guys know my story growing up playing in, in rock and, and roll bands and heavy metal bands so I have an appreciation for everything. Um, I played drums for an awesome rapper by the name of Des Reason. I've done his concerts. Um, I just appreciate music. And I think right now, if we don't get a hold of ourselves and stop this labeling mm-hmm. and stop looking at what people look like, I listened to this Linda Martell. Her voice was beautiful. Sounded like mm-hmm. Patsy Klein, you know, that country voice. Of, <laughs> And it's the same how she got buried. The label had to bury her. She played the Grand Ole Opry. I never heard of her till today. That's shameful. And you said it, Skinner. Only the media can do that. And that's where it comes from. I got a question for you guys. Did you happen to listen to that that video that I sent uh, through our communication? It's called a song called Undivided. I didn't see that. Uh, I sent it to you. Its song is called Undivided. It's a country song that's out on the radio right now from Tim McGraw and a guy by the name of Tyler Hubbard, who's one of the Florida Georgia Line guys. Yeah. Love Look it. it up on YouTube. I will check it out. And do the uh, lyric 
part of it. It talks would, about Undivided. It, it's I, I an incredible song. You can even also go on my personal Facebook page. I've got it posted there. Thank Everybody you. should listen to this song because I, I get goosebumps every time I hear it. In this day and age, we need to focus on loving one another, appreciate one another, not acting like we're, we're all the same because we're not. Let's enjoy the differences. Let's celebrate the differences. Let's learn about the differences and move on as a people. With that being said, take us out, Skinner. Well, yeah, this is, uh, oh, I guess we are up against it, aren't we? Boy, that hour just flew by. Yes, it fish. did. Why didn't you tell us we were up against it? I, I've been watching. We're right, we're <laughs> yeah, right there. Way to go, fish. <laughs> we're right there. Well, this this uh, had some content just like last week, mm-hmm. fellas. I'm, I'm so appreciative of you two. Um, can't wait for our third musketeer, our fourth musketeer, Coop, uh, to join us mm-hmm. on these topics. Um, it seems like we're getting better and better every week. And I don't want to toot our horns, but um, yes. very good stories you brought up this week once again. I want to say a shout out to the beautiful ladies who, without them, Allie, to Marcy, to Mary Beth, and even though, like you said, he's not here, but the awesome Amy Cooper, the ladies, we love you. You're absolutely awesome. I want to thank my sister, Pam, who gave us one of the best compliments ever. She said, I listened to your entire show sure and I, I learned so much. So thank you a lot, Pam, for listening. And making that comment. So, uh, so for Michael Skinner, Brian Fisher, and Keith Porter, we are the guys from Generation X. It came from Gen X. We bid you Phil Errol and hope to see you guys next week. It came from Gen X on Facebook. Peace. Peace. And...